This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. Last thing I want to do is get heavy and then get hot. So uh, I would probably do something along those lines, um, with the exception of Miller Lite, which can be thrown straight in the garbage. Hot and heavy sounds like my dating profiles. Brought to you by Dead Eye Barbecue Sauce. The best goddamn barbecue sauce uh, in the known universe. On the known universe. I did it again. I don't care. I'm, if you can't tell, I'm a few extra beers in today. Um, we don't have a guest. We don't really have a plan. But we're all here. JT, Tim, how the hell are you? I'm excellent, well. man. Yeah, hanging in there. You? I'm good, you know. I went to the doctor today and got a, a second blood draw because I went a couple, about a month ago and had a physical. And they said my cholesterol was high, so I dieted real good for like a month. And then they said come back in and have it tested again, right? So I dieted real good for the month. I mean, I ate a black bean burger for fuck's sake. Oh, <laughs> trying to eat healthier. I went back in today, oh. got it tested, and the goddamn shit had gone up. Huh? Like, I spent an entire month eating healthy, and my cholesterol had gone up. So what did so, you learn from that? So I learned that I'm going to eat, continue to eat all the cheese and drink <laughs> milk and do all the things I want, and I'm going to take a pill and be done with it. There you go. So, you know, and then... As things do on a Friday afternoon, all of my work job stuff started to burn down and it was put out fire after put out fire. So when I finally got that settled down at about four o'clock, I started drinking. <laughs> there you go. I feel you. Yeah, Fridays are fucking insane at our work. So Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are far away. Our busy has been, ah. Uh, it never stops. Solve one problem, one more pops up, and there's always drama, and there's always people. So, and people are unpredictable. Yeah, we used to say uh, a lot when I was teaching. Actually, the teachers would look at each other and say, "This job would be great if it wasn't for kids and parents." <laughs> I would think the parents are far worse than the kids actually these days. And. And it's the same with any other job. This job would be great without customers. <laughs> that's just not how it works. So, you know, but, uh, so what we're going to do this evening actually is we, we solicited some questions off of Twitter. Uh, we do have sort of a plan. I was kind of lying about that. Um, but we solicited some questions and a vast majority of those questions revolved around what's the best beer for a specific activity. You know, whether that be grilling, golfing, whatever. So we're just kind of going to go through that, give our opinions. Um, mine will be wrong. Tim will guarantee that his are right. And JT will just tell you, do what you want to do. And this is what I would do. And so, you yeah. know, it'll fit right in with what we normally do. So I guess 
JT, the first one that you want to tackle. Uh, I know you just looked at that, that list of stuff that we talked about. What, what do you want to start with? Let's start with something we all do this time of year and you love it or hate it, mowing the lawn, uh, which is very fun uh, when it gets to be 95 degrees outside. Because me personally, for me, it's, it's a big deal because I'm very, 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 very much allergic to grass. So this whole N95 map that everyone's talking about, I've been doing that for about four years when I mow my lawn just so I don't have to get an allergy shot. So what I do when I mow the lawn is it's 95 degrees out. I don't want any skin exposed. So I've got long sleeves, a long shirt, gloves, everything. So when I come inside, I want something nice and crisp and refreshing because I'm sweaty, I'm nasty, and I'm disgusting. So I'll usually grab, I in the past I grabbed a, you know, Bud Light lime, Bud Light orange, something like that. Uh, but lately what I've been crushing in a lot of situations is after we did this year, Nevada pale ale, I've been doing that because it's a nice, easy drinking beer. And then I'll also do Dale's pale ale because it's one of my favorite beers and it seems to work in any situation possible. But yeah, when you get done mowing the lawn, you want to cool down. You want something that's not heavy. So a stout would be a good idea. Uh, but yeah. That's definitely what I crush pretty much every time. And, and, and I've been pretty much crushing Dale's Pale Ale in pretty much every situation anymore, which I have. Okay, well, yeah. that's a, that's an opinion, all right. Um, Damn right. <laughs> so, um, loyal listener who is the one who wrote this question. I think that was Ryan Moon um, that asked that, uh, if I remember right. But uh, so I'm sure what he was really asking was, Tim, what's the right beer to drink after mowing the lawn? So, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, there are a whole category of beers that people refer to as lawnmower beers, and those are going to be a lot of what what JT said of of being light and crisp and and you know easy to drink. That they're, they're going to go down a lot like water. Myself, I tend to lean towards something like. Uh, a Radler or a Shandy, something that, that is actually going to be mixed up with, with maybe some, some citrus. Or Actually, what I did today was uh, mixed with ginger beer, and I thought that was fantastic. But just something that uh, is going to go down pretty easy, pretty clean, maybe have a little bit of that sweetness to it as well, though. So, you know, something that's not going to be overly sweet, certainly not coin sweet. I don't want something like I'm just drinking a soda afterwards. It's something that's going to definitely be more fruit forward without being overpowering. And again, something that's going to be as refreshing as water without just simply being water. Right. Uh, that's smart. Um, you know, I could, I would say my old standbys, you know, give me a Miller High Life or a Budweiser. But even Budweiser, after a really hot day, can be a little bit heavy. Um, so I drank this beer today, actually. And when that question came up, I thought this would be a good beer. And it's uh, one we talked about with Neil Stewart um, when he was on from Deschutes. And it's their locale hazy IPA or hazy pale ale called Wowza from Deschutes. Um, it would be a good post post lawn mowing beer light and crisp um pretty good beer um you might find the fact that it is uh can conditioned tim mm-hmm. for quality uh yeah. you know 
which was I thought was interesting. Um, I because I just drank it out of the can. I didn't bother to pour it out, but uh, and freshest within four months, and mine is uh, just over four months because the dates are on the cans, and the cans were in a box, and I couldn't find the date while I was shopping. Um, but it was still a good beer. Um, but yeah, any of those to me, lagers or um, you know light beers are great for that. Um, but the best thing you can do after mowing the lawn is go directly into the shower with a beer and then any beer will work because the best beers are shower beers at all times. And it doesn't really matter what beer it is. Um, so there you go. There's the answer to that question, Ryan. Um, if you don't like the answer, ask again later, uh, like a magic <laughs> eight ball and, uh, we'll tell you a different answer. So, um, the second place I think that somebody asked about is the best for uh, the maybe it was Levi um, the best grilling beer to stand around the grill and drink a beer. Um, again, a hot atmosphere, um, but maybe slightly different because it's you're not going to mow in the middle of winter in Iowa, um, but you could theoretically, and I've done it, grill outside in the middle of winter in Iowa. <laughs> um, so uh, it could be slightly different answers. We'll start with you this time, Tim. Yeah, you know, I, when I'm grilling around, I like to grab something like like a wheat beer, something that's going to, to be a little bit more um, substantial with flavor than, say, uh, something light after the, the, the mowing the lawn, maybe a farmhouse ale, a saison, or a grisette. I think it's something nice as you're standing around uh, a grill. But, you know, even something like just a solid cream ale that uh, is going to be kind of that classic picnic, standing around a grill at the park, something like that, I think is is a sure way to go. Um, You know, it's also probably going to depend on what I'm grilling just because it's going to prime my palate for whatever food I'm going to have as well. Okay. And that's a, that's a good lead into a question we'll tackle a little bit later. Um, and that's pairing. And we talked about it a little bit with the, the Cicerone, uh, with our last podcast <laughs> um, about how they have to pair food and stuff to be a master Cicerone. But one of our questions revolved around that and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so we can get a little more in depth on that because it absolutely does ma- matter. Um, I think standing around the the grill more often than not, it's it's pretty darn hot out. Um, so give me a true, uh, you know, crisp cold beer. Um, you know, I'd I'd go to like a Mick Ultra or something because usually I am the one standing at the grill. You know, something that's really light, really, really refreshing from that aspect. Because the last thing I want to do is get heavy and then get hot. So uh, I would probably do something along those lines um, with the exception of Miller Lite, which can be thrown straight in the garbage. I agree. Hot and heavy sounds like my dating profiles. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna little, I'm gonna go a little bit different with this i don't grill a ton but when i do i actually kind of like a red ale 
I've always, because I'm cooking, I always like cooking with a red, red ale because I think it's got good flavor. And also when I do a stew or a soup or a pot roast and I use a beer in that, I like the color that it gives to me as kind of a wannabe foodie. But usually when I'm grilling, yeah, I, I don't want to be crushing an IPA or something that heavy. So I usually go with the red ale. You're going to have something that's going to be a little bit less potent, uh, kind of close to that cream ale that that uh, Tim was talking about. But yeah, that's kind of something I've always done, like a Killian's or a Smittix or something like that. Or Red Hook. I think Red Hook had a red ale that was really good for a while. But yeah, I like kind of something red and a little less hoppy, a little less potent, easy drinking where you can – drink it real fast or let it slip real slow and it's still going to taste the same and still give you the good uh, effect that you want out of a beer. Yeah. So I think we're all, all kind of in the same ballpark there and that we want something lighter. We don't want something really heavy uh, when you're standing there doing that. Um, so I think we all are pretty similar in that respect. Uh, what was the, what's the next uh, thing? Was it golf? Golf, playing golf. Um, again, for me, typically it's pretty dang hot out. Um, so playing golf, I'm probably not drinking beer, um, to be honest with you. I'm probably, if it's before noon, drinking a Bloody Mary, and if it's afternoon, I'm probably drinking vodka and tonics. But uh, if I'm drinking beer on the golf course, um most of the time at golf courses, the deals are on your Budweiser's and Bud Lights and stuff like that. So that's probably what I'm drinking golfing because they'll give you a six pack in a bag full of ice or whatever. Yep. Um, and that's the cheapest thing you can buy while you're out there. So that's probably what I'm drinking when I'm playing golf. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't golf a ton. I'm not a big golf fan. But yeah, usually when I go out, you're going to be sharing with your buddies. So you'll either get it from the clubhouse most likely. And they'll make it to the back nine when the cute girl in the beverage cart pulls up and they probably buy something from her. Uh, but yeah, usually I would say Coors Light is a good one. People hate Miller Light. People hate Bud Light. Coors Light, I always compare it to the Dr. Pepper of beers because it's nobody's favorite, but nobody hates it. So I was like, you want a Coors Light? Yeah, I'll take a Coors Light. Just like a Dr. Pepper. He's like, you want a Dr. Pepper or Coke or Pepsi? Coke, Pepsi, everyone has their opinion. But no one's like, man, Dr. Pepper fucking sucks. I don't want to drink that. So... Although there's a lot of people that think Coors Light is just water, but that's always been a beer that I've enjoyed at sporting events for whether we're having our water bottles before a hockey game or after a hockey game in the locker room. Not not beer, they're water bottles. Uh, or even when I'm, the few times I've gone golf, and that's usually what we've all settled on. Except Miller Light, because mm. Miller Light fucking sucks. No, nobody's ever tried to pass off a Dr. Thunder to you as Dr. Pepper, have they? <laughs> we actually spent an entire semester in college trying to figure out what we can mis- mix Jameson with, and we finally settled on Dr. Pepper or Dr. Thunder. It was one of the best ones. Uh, what about you, Tim? Uh, you know, on the golf course, I'm usually drinking what someone else is buying. Um <laughs> The reality is when I go with my friends and we're usually splitting rounds and, and so nobody's splurging on anything nice by any means. So, you know, I agree. A, a, a course light is a good way to go. If I'm on, you know, a vacation where the specific, you know, point of the trip or a part of the trip is about golfing and there's going to be maybe something local that's at that golf course, then I'll probably try to sneak one or two of those in. 
But I also want something that uh, I'm not going to feel too bloated drinking. Uh, my golf game is terrible enough. I don't need to make it any worse by having a, a full belly and, and uh, feeling sick. Uh, so usually something light. But yeah, I, again, that's something where I'm probably going to be sweating a whole lot. I'll probably be chasing it with water as well. Uh, so again, nothing too heavy. And although I will say, depending on how that, that round is going, I might start upping the diesel as we go along, go with something a little bit heavier so I can go ahead and just kind of forget that round. Well, that's, yeah. that's why I'm usually drinking liquor. It loosens me up a little faster. Um, cause I don't play as much as I'd like to anymore. So it takes me three or four holes to get warmed up. And it'll take yeah. me maybe a few less holes if I drink a little bit before, <laughs> a little bit extra. So usually the hard stuff, like a Bloody Mary or something. And then yep. by the time it all starts to go to hell on the back nine, uh, because I've had enough to drink and I'm tired and worn out because I don't play enough, then I've had enough to drink that I don't care anymore. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like bowling, where that first game I'm still rusty, I'm getting warmed up, I'm drinking a couple of beers. By that second that second game, I have that perfect amount of alcohol in me it's usually my best one and by that third one then then the wheels are completely off that's right it's like the middle four holes in a round of 18 for me and i'm pretty good yeah exactly and then before and after that who knows what's going to happen uh i'm just trying to keep it under 100 anymore but uh as someone who's yeah. actually on a bowling team i can attest to the fact everything you said was true <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, but, uh, so, you know, that, those are some of the questions that we asked, but I wanted to ask you guys a little bit of some other examples, right? So most of what we've talked about so far is warm weather. We're going to drink something light, not too heavy, but give me an example, Tim, if you can think of one real quick of a, of a different scenario. Um, you're doing something else completely different altogether that's not necessarily hot, but it's an event, it's something you want to do that you enjoy doing, and you think this is the right beer for this occasion. Sure. Um, if I'm sitting around a campfire, I'm not necessarily going to go with the lightest, easiest drinking. I might want something, you know, I've got a lot of other sensory experiences going on. I've got the smell of the burning wood. I'm getting that smoke. I'm getting, you know, whatever uh aromas out there if I'm out in, in the woods and maybe getting pine. I'm going to want something a little bit more flavorful. I might want uh, uh, a Ralph beer or I might want a, Wait, a, stop a, a scotch what? ale. A, a Ralph beer. So it's it's a style of beer that, that is going to be smokier. There's certainly uh, smoky style beers that, that might fit in along with that. Um, I might also want something you know, one of my favorite beers to take camping is a barley wine, actually. There's there's something about sitting around a campfire with a barley wine that's almost going to start to drink like it's a whiskey, but it's not, you know, quite the same experience that you're sitting around, again, uh, getting all of that sensory experience together. I, I really like to have something like that or, or you know, even something like uh, uh, a red ale or something maltier. Um Vienna lager would work great around a campfire as well. Just something where I'm getting a little bit more of that kind of toasty experience altogether. Right on. Um, 
Yeah, because that's an that's an all weather event. It's usually you sitting around a campfire, unless you live in Texas where it's still ninety five at night. Um, you know, it's typically cooled down from the day or whatever, or it can be in the fall when it's a nice crisp day um, outside. That's a great example of some place where you'd just be sitting around and wanting to enjoy the flavors and not so much we'd be worried about hydration or or anything like that. Um, so I think for me, um, it's, it's probably sitting around and we used to do a lot of it. Um, and one of my favorite things to do with my family when we're all together, but we're so spread out, it doesn't happen very well. Just sitting around a, a table playing cards. Sure. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, and drinking beer or whatever happens to be available um, is also a part of that. And, and when I'm sitting drinking a beer, doing that, I, I like to try different things. I, I like box and the darker stuff when I'm sitting there doing it. Cause I typically, I'm going to be distracted. So it's going to sit there and it's going to warm up a little bit. Um, so the stouts and stuff like that in that scenario, because I'm not, drinking it very fast. It's sitting on the table. It's warming up. It's, you know, collecting some air. Um, whereas like an IPA, we've talked about that, you know, if you can leave it sit and stuff, it starts to oxidize, do all those things. And these other ones do too, but they're maybe to some extent, but they're designed to be drink a little bit warmer and, and stuff like that. So I get into that kind of stuff when I do that. And I really enjoy that, that, heavier beer in that scenario because I'm not doing anything but sitting there and thinking and the warmth, you know, as it warms up, it's fine. It's still good beer when it once it starts to warm up. That was a very cogent, well thought out answer. I be the last know, one today. Yeah, I was gonna say I wanna <laughs> know who wrote that for you. That that's impressive. <laughs> I'll go with my scenario then. Uh I was thinking when you said one more thing of the exact opposite of hot, I did a uh there's, we did a pond hockey tournament on a farm field here in Iowa. The Iowa Wild, the local HL affiliate of the Minnesota Wild here, hosts a little tournament. Pond hockey is completely different from regular hockey where you just put down some plywood boards, very small, and you don't actually shoot on it. Now you get a little tiny little two-by-four to shoot on that has a little space that you have to shoot into, kind of like think of it like foosball, kind of like that. But they did it outside – and the high degree temperature of that day was one degree. Mm. So it was cold as shit. And you're in your whole hockey gear going back and forth. And hold on a sec. Excuse me. Three, two, one. So you're, it's cold as shit outside. And then you're skating around and you're sweating, which is a good combination. Luckily, nobody got sick. But then you go back inside to where everyone's hanging out. And the heat and all that, so you're going from the heat to the cold. And when everyone was crushing, was all the pale ales were gone, like, almost instantly. And then we went to light beers after that. But they had a whole huge bunch of IPAs. I don't think they realized that we're hockey players and we drink a ton of fucking beer because we ran out pretty quick. But, yeah, I was going to say, when it was that cold out, you want something that's going to warm you up when you're outside and you don't feel how unbelievably freaking cold it is when it's zero. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, but that was my answer. You know, uh, Shells up here has their box fest in, in early March. It's usually, I think, the, the first week of, of March. And that is 
you know, obviously not warm here in Minnesota on March 7th or whatever. Uh, and they'll, they'll actually have a hot poker uh, that their fire tenders will dip into your bock, your beer, to caramelize it and, and make that a, a warm, caramely uh, drink as well. I think that's a, a really interesting idea and another example of something that you wouldn't want after mowing the lawn by any means. That sounds awesome. I kind of want to try that. <laughs> Speaking of hockey, we have a letter Kenny reference there. Uh, all right, we got one more pretty good-sized question because it's kind of a uh, a two-parter, I think, um, that we're gonna we're gonna hit before we get to our tasting because we do actually have a beer to taste this week. Um, but I don't remember the exact terminology. Do you still have it pulled up there from Emily, JT? No, just give me one second there. My phone, my phone battery's been absolutely crap this week. So I got it. She asked, "What are the perfect beers for each season, and what would uh, be snack pairing pairings with each of those beers?" Okay, so I I think we'll let we'll let JT go first, and then I'll give some kind of ridiculous answer, and we'll let Tim give the right answer last before we go into our <laughs> our uh, tasting. So. JT, the question was perfect beer for each season and a snack pairing with each. Okay, if we're going to do, let's start with winter. In winter, I'm going to do a porter. I'm going to do a stout. I want something heavy. I want something full body. I want something that I'm going to sit there and sip that I'm not going to chug. More or less what some people would call a session beer. Uh, first pairing with food, chocolate's a good thing, uh, cookies, something like that. You see a lot of oatmeal stouts, and you see a lot of ones called a monster cookie that I got in my fridge right now where they pair it with cookies and all that, or maybe a Twix candy bar or something like that. Uh, come, if we go back to fall, there's a really good beer. I think, I can't remember who makes it. It's called Torch Rocker. Is that a Sam Adams one, I want to yeah. say? And what, play, what style of beer is that? Because I've had it a million times before, and I forget what style to qualify that as. Tim? Beer. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is It is beer. Uh, no, I think they just call that a, a summer ale. I, I don't okay. know that they, yeah, that they call that anything. Um, I, wait, no. Porch Rocker, is, is, that, is that a Rattler? I'm trying I to remember say It now. might be close to a Rattler. It, I, I can't remember. It's certainly something different than Boston Lager or Boston Mirror usually puts out or Sam Adams. But I'd say that or Red's a good one. And once again, I said earlier, like, uh, you know, Smittix or Red Hook had a really good red ale for a while. Or uh, Killian's certainly all right. And Irish Red, I think, is really nice. Uh, just good flavor. And then you got the colors of fall where you've got red and gold and brown and God, fall is just my favorite time of the year just because of the leaves changing on the trees and all that and the smells. Uh, as far as pairing that with food, we talked earlier about going camping. Maybe you'd be looking at pairing it with s'mores or something like that or some trail mix or some peanuts or something like that. Summer, I want something easy drinking. Uh, you know, maybe even uh, something mixed with a little bit of fruit uh, syrup in it that I've been doing at a local brewery here something that I can sit on a patio or at a ball game or on my driveway or something like that. That's going to be crushable and refreshing. Uh, keyword being refreshing and you want some flavor, but you don't want to be overpowered. 
Uh, then spring is probably where I'm going to be a little bit more flavorful, uh, maybe a little bit more potent then because it's going to be nicer outside. It's going to be a little bit of chill in the air. Uh, you're probably going to be watching baseball just started. You've got, you know, March Madness and things like that. So maybe even once again, getting something that's going to be close to a session beer. Because if you're doing March Madness, you're going to be sitting there for drinking for 8, 10, 12 hours. And you can't be crushing a double IPA or something like that because you're not going to make it through every single game. And as far as food, uh, I just pair wings because there's nothing better than beer, sports, and wings. In fact, some franchise that is very famous has made a whole career out of this. Uh, I know Ben Dan Patrick is a fan, as we've talked about before in a previous podcast. But yeah, that's what I'd say as far as food pairings and season pairings. Okay. Well, yeah, good. And uh, I looked it up. It, it, Port Trucker is a Bavarian Rattler. Okay, there you go. So, there you go. a Bavarian Rattler, so okay. Uh, their take on a Bavarian Rattler. That's what it says. And and, um, and Rattler uh, just means cyclist in German. Yeah. So, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's typically uh, like a lemonade or a citrus soda that it's, yeah. that it's mixed with. Yeah. Yeah, lemonade's actually, I, I, I need to try more beers mixed with lemonade because I'm not a big lemonade guy by itself. It's just too tart for me. Would that but, be a, a, instead of an Arnold Palmer? Would that be an Arnold Schwarzenegger then? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you sleep with your nanny. Oh wow! Oh right. snap! Oh, because oh, at his age, it'd be a lemon party, and uh, oh god. Uh, uh, he, is, he is from oh. Austria. So, you know what? My favorite Led Zeppelin song is actually the Lemon Song. What? What? All right, moving on. I just brought the whole thing down with that one. Sorry, folks, for that mental. We used to lemon till the juice runs Hope down. Hope you my enjoyed face. it. Um. So for me, I guess you know I'll start with the spring, um, and I'm not gonna hoodwink you guys because you know there's only really kind of two summers up or two seasons here in in Seattle, and really it's. Uh, you know, everybody will tell you their seasons, but it's uh, sunny and it's rain. So uh, other than that, that's about it. But in the spring, I'm probably going to want um, probably an IPA. Um, I actually, I've started to like these a little more than I used to as we've done this pod uh, because you guys make me drink one every week. And, uh, you know, give me an IPA, um, something along those lines. Um with, I don't know, in the spring, I want something, I really like to eat light, refreshing stuff in the spring because it's, it's the new year, quote unquote, really to me, um, where things start to grow again and you start to see the colors come back and, and gardens get planted and all that. So, um, you know, hook me up with like maybe a Cobb salad or something like that, an IPA and, you know, Cobb salads aren't really good salads for you. I mean, they've got ham and bacon and legs and blue cheese crumbles and all the good stuff in them but it's you know um so maybe something like that um and then in the summers oh geez probably you know a steak um give me my summer america miller high life and a steak um because it's summer and i'm america and uh in the fall maybe you know, if I'm really going to think about it, 
um, like an amber buck or something like that as it starts to cool down. Um, the fat tire would be good in that, in that area with, uh, some of those types of things. Um, and then pairing that up with, uh, some of the, a little bit starting to get a little bit more of the comfort foodie type things. Um, as you go into winter and you start to put on the pounds, uh, to prepare for winter, um, maybe a, uh, Goodness. Um, but maybe pair that with a... Uh, Tim's Pizza just got here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, but pair that with like maybe a beef stroganoff or something like that. Um, you know. Um, and then you sound the like winter, you'd be an expert on stroganoff, just saying. Well, if you don't enjoy stroganoff, then there's something wrong with you. Um, but, uh, and then in the winter, give me... Give me all the soups. Um, I like chili and I like, I'm a soup guy in the winter, chicken, you know, hearty chicken noodles and stews. And so give me a stout, give me a, uh, a, uh, Kells for a Pacific Northwest stout is pretty good that I know, um, or something like that. And a, uh, you know, a bowl of beef stew or, something something along those lines I'd be I'd be pretty happy also those beers go go good for making the the broth and stuff for the stew to help help that and it's always good this tailgate society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye premium barbecue products born in Iowa and made in the heartland Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue sauces seasonings you name it they've made a science out of great grilling flavor it's more than a sauce whether you're cooking sliders dogs steak or chicken Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their magnum edition barbecue sauce both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces so pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. All righty, and welcome back. Um, hope you enjoyed that advertisement. I know everybody's favorite part of the uh, pod is the advertisements, but that's what pays the bills. So there you go. Our beer tonight is from Cigar City. Brewing. They're from Tampa, Florida. It is an India Pale Ale called Highlai. Tim, give us the lowdown on Highlai. <laughs> so, uh, Cigar City is actually the newest or one of the newest breweries we've talked about so far. I think they've only been around uh, for about 10 or 11 years now. Uh, as you, I think you mentioned out of Tampa, Florida, uh, Highlight has been their flagship. However, uh, they have a number of beers uh, that have become quite popular too. They are actually part of, they are now part of that Canarchy group with Oscar Blues. We kind of talked about that with, with Kyle last time about how uh, they have a, a whole kind of uh, group of, of uh breweries like Wasatch and Perrin uh, that are having these beers produced. But uh, this one, you started to see it around the country when they got into that into that 
brewing collective. Uh, this beer definitely has uh, a lot of that West Coast IPA type of, of character to it, even though it is a Southeast beer. It's certainly something where you're getting a lot of those hops we've talked about before, Cascade, Centennial, CTZ. It also has Amarillo, Simcoe, uh, Mocho Acre. Um, so it, it's got definitely a lot of that that kind of tropical quality to it, but it also has a little bit of, um, aside from pale ale malt, I'm guessing some, some caramel malt, maybe some Munich, maybe some caramelic, I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, you know, it's something 7.5%, 65 IBUs kind of falls right in line with what we've talked about with some of these other IPAs, maybe even a little bit higher. I think once you start to get around 8 is where you start to say, you know, is it approaching double IPA character? Certainly, I I don't think it drinks like a 7.5% beer myself, but uh, uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and crack open and pull one if you haven't already, and we'll go ahead and go through our tasting. Uh, as we do with, with that appearance. I do, I do want yeah, to jump in real quick, though. You're talking about Canarchy, the collective. Um, and that's how I bought this beer. Um, just so people know, I mean, if you want to try one of these beers and you can't find an individual or a single of it, um, if it's part of this collective, what I discovered today when I was out buying was that they package 12 packs of mixed stuff from all the different breweries from, from different breweries. So I bought one today that had three cans of each, uh, four different breweries from all across the country. They call it their coast to coast, uh, package. So there was three cans of this high uh, three cans of expatriate from three weavers. Uh, there was an Oscar blue in it that I can't remember what that one is. Um, and another one, right? So there's, four different beers in the 12 pack. Um, but it's nice to be able to sample these, these breweries without having to get a whole 12 pack or a whole six pack or something. You can at least cut it down a little bit. Um, and I want to say it was pretty reasonably priced like 16 bucks maybe for the 12 pack. I mean, that's not terrible at all when you're getting to try a bunch of different stuff. Um, so anywho, onto the tasting. I just wanted to throw that out there. Absolutely. Plug the canarchy. Looking for sponsors. Come on. I like it. I like I like right. where your head's at. Yeah, so so we talk about that uh that appearance at first. What are you guys getting as you take a look at this thing? Definitely cloudy. Uh definitely hazy. Uh definitely as you said before, it'd be close to that. In the West Coast solid, which is usually a hazy IPA. Uh don't see a whole lot of bubbles or anything floating through it. Uh, but it's definitely hazy is the first word I would use. And I'm going to disagree, actually. I don't think it's hazy. I think it's just darker. That it's just because it's a darker, richer color. Uh, Like if I wipe the sweat off my glass that's starting to develop, I get what looks to be a pretty clear view through it, but it's just a darker orange or darker orange to amber type color than it is. I, that's my, that's what I think. I don't think it's actually hazy as per se as it is just darker. Yeah. I mean, West coast aren't really supposed to be hazy. You're going to see a little bit of haze from, from aggressive dry hopping, but you're not going to see that turbidity that you're getting out of a, 
out of a Northeast. So usually Northeast are the ones that are considered hazy. Uh, what, just curious, what are the dates on your guys' cans? 310, or 410, I'm sorry, 410. Okay. 514. Yeah, so sometimes what can happen is uh, as beer ages, uh, oxidizes, then you get, what happens is these uh, flavonoids oxidize into tannoids, and you get these agglomerations that can go in and out of solution, and as they age, then they form these larger colloids that become more stable, and so you get kind of a, a, a haze from aging that's happening. So I'm wondering if what you're getting in yours, JT. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, before we get into it, the one I'm drinking, even though it is newer, is really oxidized. I wonder if it was exposed to some of this 90-degree heat that we've been seeing, and that's what kind of forced aged it. Mine is a little bit more uh, cloudy. Again, it's not necessarily turbid. It's just more, that's probably more about colloidal stability than it is necessarily about protein uh, being in solution. I don't think there's anything like wheat or oats or anything in this. I could be wrong, but. Uh, yeah. and, was, yeah. and was yours a can, Tim? Mine was a can. Uh, mine, these are 514 as well. Yeah, I was just saying, I assume given the name Canarchy, do they even, do any of those even bottle or are they all cans? Uh, in that group? You know, I don't, I don't, know that I I don't believe Cigar City does. We found something Tim doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I, I don't believe Cigar City bottles. I know Oscar Blues doesn't bottle. The Canarchy really came out because that's really uh who led the collective is is um Oscar Blues. But I you know I couldn't tell you if if Wasatch or or parent you know parents Michigan. I don't know that I've ever had any of their things. You can't get all the stuff, so yeah, I don't. I don't know if anyone there is bottling, but uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I say you know, Aaron, you mentioned kind of that orange color. I think that's probably a good way of talking about this. It's kind of a deep orange, maybe reddish. There might be some victory malt in here, honestly, that that gives it kind of a reddish hue. Wait, Again. there's a thing called victory malt. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. awesome. It, it does say caramel malt on the can. Yeah, so, uh, you know, who knows what all they have kind of going on here, but you're going to get um, a lot of that appearance. So how about aroma? Just skip me, as always, on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get back to winter or fall, I, I, I can, should be able to partake in this part of it, but until then. I can smell the citrus in it. Uh, for sure, um, it's pretty apparent, uh, more so than some of the other IPAs that that you guys always say. Oh, it's got a citrusy note to it, and sometimes I don't smell that. Um, but this one, for sure, I can smell that, um, and um, it does smell orangish, um, like orange zesty almost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. I definitely get that that aroma out of it for sure. Um, you know what does the can say here? Uh, can actually? Oh, hey, look at that! Nailed it. India Pale Ale with notes of clementine and orange peel. Nailed it. Yeah, no, I, I, that's absolutely gonna, right on. You know, Amarillo hops 
are really kind of known for having that orange, maybe kind of like candied orange peel uh, type of flavor. So I, I, you definitely get a lot of that in that caramel mod definitely adds that kind of that candy like quality, but I definitely get that candied orange type of aroma on that as well. I'm going to be an expert yet. No, I, Hey, <laughs> you have, you have been oddly insightful and I'm a little worried uh, what we're doing to you. <laughs> I've had just enough beer today <laughs> for my brain to be po- operating at peak efficiency. I'm beginning so. to understand why you no longer teach. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's because I wasn't as good a teacher if I wasn't drunk. <laughs> kidding. Kidding people that might be listening to this that had students that were mine. I never was drunk while teaching. Hungover might be a different story. <laughs> like in School of Rock, I'm hungover. Can anyone tell me what that means? It means you're drunk. No, it means I was drunk last night. You know that's why... Teachers show movies. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. That's because they don't want to teach that day. So, yeah. Um, what, uh, what class did you teach? Uh, phys ed. It was pretty hard to show movies in that. <laughs> uh, and world, some world history, but phys yeah, ed. didn't so. stop you, but. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this dodgeball film. Um, <laughs> We're going to watch Hoosiers yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, okay, so we nailed the aroma part. Yeah, how about, how about taste, mouthfeel, the finish? So taste, let's see. I'll go first again here. Smoother than I would have expected at 65 IBUs. It doesn't have a big bite to it at the beginning, like a lot of those higher IBU stuff that we've tried to have. Um, I definitely get that little bit of sweetness um, and the, the citrus to it. And maybe that's what cuts the bitterness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely get that out of it. it, it I, being, what did you say? Seven and a half percent. Yeah. I could see getting in some serious trouble with this beer. Yeah. Like it's I said, a, it does not drink like a seven and a half. No, it's, like you could sit and drink three or two or three of these and not thinking about it that it's a seven and a half and then all of a sudden be like, Oh, I'm gonna have to sit here for a minute, you know, when you go to get up or whatever. So um but yeah, I mean as far as, as far as the taste goes, really really good. A little bit of that sweetness, that citrusiness. Um it's smooth as for the mouthfeel. Um you know, finishes really clean. I, um, so it's, it's a really good beer. I've never had it. So you guys had spoken pretty highly of this. And of course, after the last pod and you spoke highly of Dale's and I pooped all over that, I was a little concerned. Um, but this one, this one, you guys got it right. Good job. <laughs> JT, your thoughts on, on uh, flavor, mouthfeel and finish? I was completely surprised when you told me it's 7.5% because I've had this quite frequently recently. Uh, one of my favorite uh, local watering holes is just down the street from me, and they have this, and they've also got their another pale ale that's in like a, a light green can. I can't remember what that's called. 
And then they have their brown ale as well, which is also very good. But I've had this several times. I thought it was like maybe a five and a half percent beer. Uh, I would say this is a little bit more mulchy than most of the pale ales we've had already. So that's got that nice balance. Because okay. it's really never, you never, this is what like the, uh, oh God, the little something, something that we had. This is a dangerous beer. You don't realize how potent this is. And if you have, like Aaron said, if you had too many of these, you're going to be in trouble. And there's definitely some a beer I'll be, I probably won't stock with my fridge with regularly, like I do other beers. But it's definitely something that I'm glad is readily available in America. And Cigar City is really being a push here around the country recently. I'm glad they are because it's a darn good beer. Um, this is, seems like something to drink any day of the year and it'd be fine whether it be hot or whether it be cold to kind of throw back to what we were talking about earlier. And um, uh, I don't think I would crush, I don't think I do drink this after mowing the lawn, but this won't be a bad shower beer. Uh, this won't be a bad beer if you're out uh, camping or something like that. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in with you. Now that you mentioned that I can think of two places that I would really like to be sitting and drinking this beer. One is around a campfire. Um, I think it'd be a really good campfire beer. And two would be sitting in Kauffman Stadium during October watching playoff baseball um, and the Royals, which only happens once in a while. So I'm going to drink it more often than that. I promise Cigar City that I'm not saying I'm only (laughs) going to drink it when the Royals are in the playoffs because we know how rare that has been over my lifetime. I'm just happy to have a couple championships in my lifetime. Um, But that would be like that cooler, not cold, but that crisp fall weather, this would be, we were talking about that, this would be a great beer for that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's one of those beers that, you know, came out of Tampa, right? They don't really have crisp, cold weather. Uh, It's certainly something that, you know, the last time I was down in Florida, it was one of those that I knew was going to be pretty reliable, I'll be honest. a lot of the Florida breweries that I tried were pretty hit or miss, more misses than hits, frankly. Uh, I, I don't think people down there know what diacetyl tastes like. Um, but uh, this is something that I think works really, really well in that climate, but it is also pretty versatile uh, to be able to, to be a, a cooler weather beer as well. Certainly, you know, that mouthfeel is kind of chewy. Um, this must finish probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, it's got to be over, uh, three degrees Plato. So it's definitely going to be sweeter, uh, from what I would guess. Um, so it's got, um, yeah, again, that sweetness to, to balance out, to balance out that 65 IBU and then just the, the six different hops kind of help round it out a little bit. It's not so one note when it comes to that. Uh, so it definitely kind of has that, that full flavor. But even though it has that that chewy mouthfeel, that kind of that silkiness to it, it doesn't finish cloyingly sweet. I don't feel like it's going to rip the enamel off my teeth. Um, but it is definitely something that, that I think makes it approachable and, yeah, absolutely can be dangerous because, again, it doesn't. there's no alcohol warmth, so 7.5% you got to be careful. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. I think this is, maybe it's just the mood I'm in today. Um, I know I've been a little bit goofy, but I really haven't had that much to drink. Um, 
this is my third beer. So, um, it's just one of those, you get into that mood, you know, where you just, it's the mood to drink a beer and it's the mood to do that. That's kind of where I'm at today. And I would, if I'd had, if I had more than three of these, I could be in real trouble <laughs> tonight. Um, being that I don't have to work tomorrow or anything, it's, it's a good beer. I, I like it a lot actually. Awesome. Yeah, no, well, I'm glad that after, uh, the debacle the other week with the Dales that we found something that you could probably, uh, hopefully find. And, and the fact that you got something that's only two months old means you got something that's fairly reliable on that as well. So you're not drinking old beer, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, just when I thought you guys couldn't get any dumber, you go <laughs> and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. Uh, but no, I mean, it's a, it's a good beer. Um, if you have not had this beer and I'd never heard of it until you guys started talking about it, maybe two weeks ago or something in, in our chat. Um, I'd never heard of it. I don't typically go to the grocery store. Matter of fact, I don't go shop, so I don't see beers, you know, unless I'm out to eat or something, I don't see different styles or types. Um, so this is one that I would have probably never found otherwise. Um, because like I said, I just don't go do those shop or go look for stuff. Um, but it's a really, really good beer. Um, anything you guys want to add before I wrap us up here for the, for the pod? I think I'm good on this one. Yeah. I, you know, I, if we haven't already, when I was going to take care of my daughter, I, I want to make sure that, that we, uh, uh, let our listeners know that tailgate society is, is looking for contributors. Uh, people that that uh, want to do something like this, podcasting, writing uh, for Tailgate Society, any other creative ideas, any graphic designers that want to uh, help contribute. Uh, we're always looking for new and fresh ideas, and obviously they'll let, uh, well, they'll let the three of us do something. So obviously <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're open to, to ideas for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Glad you brought that up. Um, you mentioned also that, uh, you know, part of the reason why we're looking and, and really pushing looking right now, I mean, they're always willing to talk to people about it, but uh, we've lost a couple of longtime tailgate society people here recently that just got busy with their real jobs and, uh, you know, decided they had to step away. And, and one of them, actually both the two of them, um, like founding members of the tailgate society. Um, so we, we miss those guys. Uh, I hope they're still listening to the pod. You know who you are. Um, you know, so, uh, and then another guy that's been around for a long time here recently. So, um, those things, uh, caused some changes in the lineup. Uh, as far as I understand there, we're not that drunk podcast is, is retired. I think at least for now, because of that, uh, lost, uh, one of the members there. Um, so there's, there's definitely space for somebody that wants to do a pod or write or any of that available, but don't, don't sleep on the other pods that we've got going on here at the tailgate society. Um, there's still culture check. There's still uh matinee baseball, which is really fantastic. Uh, they have a lot of fun with that one. I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, sports and corks. Uh, you know, I think, is that, is that it? Is that we're down to four right now? Um, 
Am I forgetting somebody? Right. Am I going to get yelled at in Slack for forgetting somebody? I, I'm, I'm blanking here. Um, but anyways, if I forgot you and you're listening and you're part of Tailgate Society, uh, I owe you a beer and I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, always looking for new, fresh ideas. Uh, one of the things I can say about the Tailgate Society is they're pretty happy to let you explore any avenue you want to go down, uh, regardless of what that is. Um, you can pretty much write what you want as long as it isn't hateful and mean towards somebody. Um, so, you know, link up with one of us. Again, I'm Aaron L. Wall on Twitter. We've got JT the Nut on Twitter. Um, and Tim Johnson, MN, as in Minnesota, on Twitter. Uh, if you have questions, reach out to us. We're happy to point you in the right direction or get you in touch with the right people. Um, you can reach out to Ted Flint, Kansas, on Twitter as well. He's the, the head honcho around here. So, um, all that being said, again, thanks for joining us here on Bitter Units. Um, we have a lot of fun doing this. If you know anybody, uh, in the beer industry that uh, wants to come on and shamelessly plug their product or anything like that, we'll, we'd be happy to talk to them and let them probably. Um, we're always looking for topic ideas and people to talk to. So if you know anybody in the beer industry that wants to come on and talk, um, we'll, we're happy to have them. We'll just reach out to us on Twitter. And uh, until next time, go drink some Cigar City Highlight. You heard it here. Maybe not first, but you heard it here. So thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time on Bitter Union.